Hello, welcome to the final episode of Sincerely Sinatra. We took like two days off because we we banked some episodes. There was a holiday in there. There was a holiday. I had pizza on it. Uh, I'm your host, SBJ Greg here. Salut, Sino. Look, Irene never made it to Maylene. It's not easy to make it to Maylene. It's not easy to make it to a lot of places. There's more trainers between uh, <laughs> Gym 2 and Gym 3 than all of Sword and Shield. It's very, it's tough. It's, uh, so today I'm, we are, I'm officially post-game. I was doing breeding, which, boy, I forgot what old style breeding was like, and I'm very sad about it. But I ran into two joggers, and I'm like, oh, I never battled you because I only played during the day. And I'm playing in the morning. I had to fight more trainers because I had knocked them out. Yeah, the um, they faithful from faithful, <laughs> faithful so, unless they want it to be. <laughs> so, if we all remember correctly, I was under leveled when I finally got through Victory Road. Yeah, so we're gonna let's we'll probably start off talking about the Elite Four here, and then a very little bit of post game, um, and then that will be the episode. But I think the Elite Four is the majority of this, so. I know that I went into the Elite Four at 3 with 59, and then 3 at 60. And knowing Cynthia was 66, I think, was her guard chomp. It's it's 66, 67. I don't remember. I can tell you. Uh, Guard chomp is 66, and that's it. And then, so, Spirit Tomb, 61. Rose Raid, 60. Gastrodon, 60. Lucario, 63. Milotic, 63. So I was half in the low 60s and half, well, I wish I had half. I had two in the low 60s and everybody else was in the low 50s. Like, so like 52, 53? 52, 53. Wow. So I was like, I have to grind somewhere. So here's, here's a hint. Did you figure out where to grind? Because I, I don't. Did. <laughs> sort of. So I... Looking at the underground map, saw that Celestic Town had the smallest map and the fastest access to a large room. And the large rooms seemed to have more options of second stage Pokemon, which are the ones to grind on. Because second stage will give more XP. And unlike Victory Road, which everything was in the 40s, everything at this point in the underground was in the 50s. But if you go to Celestic Town... The northwest or the upper left ice cave has a lucky egg in it. Yes. And I got it. Yes, that <laughs> There's is There's a there. free lucky egg to help with your grind. Well, they took lucky eggs off Chansey because that wasn't faithful enough. Yeah. <laughs> I think you can, st- you can still randomly get one off of a Chansey, can't you? Isn't I, it still randomly on one? I Maybe. I think I think it is, but Chansey is such a low love chance of finding. Anyways, just go get the luck. Just go get it. They did the same thing in Heartgold Souls. With it. They made like Chansey a five yeah. percent spawn, and then like and a five percent like, chance of holding right. a lucky egg. It's, it's, and you can use abilities to increase that chance. But whatever. There's a lucky egg for free on the ground in an ice cave. I grabbed it. I grinded. What Piloswines? What, what are you grinding over there? I was grinding a Mister Mimes. I was grinding on. I think you're allowed to do that. Yeah, I am. If Delia can do it, I can do it. Uh, so then, after I got tired of doing Mr. Mimes and... I forget all what's up in that cave. Because it's all, like, fairy types and ghost types. 
Okay, can we stop here though? Yeah. And I have been in the underground. Uh-huh. I have been digging the fossils, catching uh-huh. the Pokemon, completing the Pokedex. S- can confidently say, not a good place to grind. I have a lucky egg on a jump bluff. I've been in the underground for eight plus hours in two days. That I'm catching, knocking out, doing the little diglet thing. Jump bluff only at level like sixty two. Yeah, well, like so they seem to cap at around sixty, and only the second stage. There's no third stages. It's only second stages that you can really find, and they don't spawn more they they spawn less frequently than single stages so you just have to run in see if there are any and run out so eventually i switched from there to i went below sunny shore and there's a giant river slash ground yeah cave and in there i found gastrodons and luxios and uh, hound hound dooms and onyx and is it Rhyhorn? What's the one after Rhyhorn? Rhydon. Rhydons. And those, at least with the Lucky Aid, were giving me about 2,000 experience each. With a game? Yeah. Like with Verse Seeker. Yeah. Still a bad, it was still bad to grind. It, it was awful. I mean, I literally just shut my brain off and just would run in and out of the room to see. I think there's somebody in post-game, which isn't useful because you need to beat it to get right. to post-game, that has... Like a a bagon and a salamance, the salamance gives you a lot, and I think they actually give you pretty decent money too. Um, so people were maybe suggesting that, but it's post game, correct? Which you can't do before the elite four. So I spent, I want to say I spent, I don't remember because I just heard of, I want to say I spent about two hours grinding down there, running in and out, and not really paying attention. But of course, it was lucky egg switching. So my Rosa raid, who when I went to the to the to the land cave, basically could one shot everything. So I ended up with my Rosa raid at sixty seven, and everybody else was at sixty three. When I was finally done, I did five mm. levels because I was not paying attention. I'm like, oh, I'm already here, and then I decided to take on the elite four. What I don't get though is how are you supposed to get these Pokemon to hundred? Not that I have you, no clue. Not that you need to, but like it's. Hard because post game I tried to raise a smeargle for my hunting and I'm trapped at fifty four trying to kill things and I'm you just don't it just slows it slows down a lot. There's always a complaint like oh the game gives you too much experience. I can I wish you can be able to turn off experience share and then you you get to a certain point where it's like I've battled everyone. First seeker doesn't actually matter. Where am I supposed to get experience from? And Sword and Shield, you could do raids, didn't matter what level you were, because things scaled. Even if you went into a level 60 raid as a level 2 Diglett, doesn't matter, because the other three people will carry you, and then you get a bunch of candy. Yeah. And it's like, I'm going to use my favorite Pokemon, I'm going to use my strong Pokemon, I'm going to get all this candy, and I'm going to level up something I want to level up that would be too hard. And this old way, 15-year-old game, I understand, I get it. Why is experience candy not in this game? Why is it not something you can dig up? Yeah. Because I'm sick of digging up red shards. <laughs> I hate those it. red shards to get the thing. I the don't need person. to dig up a max revive. It's not exciting. It is. What am I going to do with that? It seems like they built into the game. It's easy to get to 50. And then everything slows you down. There's just not a good way to get 
And like, I get I get it because it's like not a competitive game. Yeah. And like even if it was, you only need to be at fifty, but this, I, I I look, I'm like eighty hours in this game. I've clearly not stopped playing it. I'm gonna continue playing it. But I this game has just reminded me every single reason why it's hard to go back to old Pokemon games. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And then people are always like, how can Sword and Shield be your favorite? Because it respects your time and what you do. Like, like even when you do a raid, which is fun, you do with friends. There, look, it's it, it's all it's all loops. All Pokemon is a loop. Shiny hunting is loops. Battles is loops. Eevee training mm-hmm. loops. The loop of battling pointless NPCs until generally, it's all loops. But at least the max raid loop gives you money, gives you TRs, gives you. Uh, the the candy candy thing the xp candy and then on holidays they're like here's uh here's some more here's like a bunch of gold magic carp here's a bunch of deli birds here's a dream ball here's starters with hidden abilities like that loop pretty good yeah i don't i don't i don't want to say that brilliant diamond shining pearl don't respect your time i think once you get to this point in the game is when you feel like okay this is the first time that i really 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 have to grind to continue like i really have to do something because there's no way to take on that elite four unless you know what's coming it's not even the experience grind though it is it's the underground is a grind as well yeah it's like you want you want to find legendaries find these pink little crystals and seeing people i'm playing on twitch it's my normal twitch plug and seeing people come in being like, man, I've been playing for an hour and I haven't found one of these crystals and mm-hmm. I need three to get a legendary. Or being like, like I, I made a TikTok about it of Defog being like 56 BP and somebody being like, oh, well, you get Defog for free in the Safari Zone. Yes, you get one for free. It's ever since 2011, black and white, every TM was unlimited. Every HM was unlimited, and for whatever reason, they're like, hey, you want to buy Fly? Pony up 56 BP. Do you know how to get 56 BP? You get 3 BP for winning a battle, and then you get like a bonus 20 for winning a set of 7. That is like 21 (laughs) battles just to buy Fly? Just to be like, yes, I might possibly want Fly and a Salamance. Again, not a competitive game. So why are we grinding for... Like, why are we grinding for this? Besides just the fact that, like, you got to grind to grind. I know. Yeah. (laughs) Not for fly or defog, at least. Yeah. Like, I get that Surf was a TR in Sword and Shield. I understand that. But there was, there you could do, like, Astrodon raids. You could do other water raids. You could talk to the guy with the Watts. You could buy it that way. You could trade it. I guess you could maybe trade fly i suppose somebody could put fly in a gastronaut and send it to you and then you could take it off yeah i guess but like prior to the tr situation of sword and shield i was like why are trs a thing what's happening here yeah and i get it trs are more powerful moves they don't want you to get an earthquake tr very early on and just teach it to all six members because why would you not it's the <laughs> earthquake it's very yeah, good it's earthquake is very good so they're like well, let's limit some of these but also make them drop like crazy at the end of game and it replaces the like the move tutor guy. And I guess I would rather have TRs, something in my inventory, than to like go to somebody's house, yeah. hand in this currency, 
And then, because at least TRs I can trade to friends, or I can get from friends. I can't do that when the, I guess I could trade the Pokemon. Yeah. That's a hassle. I and, don't want to. I mean, to some of the TMs are for sale in yeah. the underground. I don't know which ones, but I know they're there. And I think they do change. Choices were made. Also. Faithful, uh, faithful when it needs to be. Faithful, not faithful when it needs to be. <laughs> have you seen the Victory Road glitch? The surfing on land glitch? Yeah, yeah. FYI, people, if you accidentally surf on land, save your game and log out and launch again. Because I, from what I understand, it will, it will, you'll get stuck. Yeah, and it's well, maybe I mean maybe you have an Abra in your box. You get stuck. You move the Abra. Hope that it knows how to teleport you out. People got stuck in Candace's gym too with the yeah. snowballs and stuff. Uh, let's talk about the Elite Four. All right. So, anyways, I ground and finally went to Elite Four. But before, before I could go to Elite Four, who has to show up to ruin my day? Barry. That Barry battle is very forgettable. Why are you here? Barry? Why Why is he there? Barry, we, we solved this on Mount Coronet. You're a bad trainer. Everybody there said you're a bad trainer. And this is your last shot to say maybe I'm a good trainer. You're not. It's it's such a uh, what do they call that? Like a red herring too, because that dude is like, like his strongest Pokemon's what like fifty two. Yeah, and then you walk into the Elite Four and you're like, oh, these levels don't line yeah, up. Yeah, the, the levels don't line up. Uh, so I I rolled Barry because of course I had leveled for the Elite Four and Barry is way below the Elite Four. And the it, okay, the Elite Four's plateau is gorgeous. If it weren't for Masters, I would have remembered none of these Elite Four members, except for Flint. Uh, oh, Flint is... How and could Flint, you forget Flint? Flint is a very special... <laughs> look, Flint has an agenda. He's very good. And uh, is going to take... It's going to just take you to town. But first is the bug. Is Aaron even in Masters at this point? I don't think he is. Uh, no, he's not. He's in. Okay, so... so Aaron's Pokemon start at 53. They go up to 57. Um, and like I said, I'm pretty sure Barry's like final Pokemon is like 52 or 53. So it's not really exactly not, yeah. that great. Um, so the big thing here, uh, and it is it is 53 to 57 in original Diamond and Pearl. Let's let's compare the two. Mm-hmm. And in the original Diamond and Pearl, Dra- Drapion is holding a Citrus Berry. It's the only one. Um, but the crazy thing here... And the thing that I actually really like, although it it finally answered one of my um, questions, or I guess maybe not answered my question, but showed people that IVs and held items don't actually matter as much as you think they do. They kind of do. They kind of do. But they, I would say this is the this Elite Four is a glimpse, I think, at what people think they want. But it doesn't solve the... It doesn't completely solve the issue. But there are plenty of people... If you go into this completely blind... Yes, which I did. You will. You you have a strong chance of getting wrecked. Okay, so let's talk about what I did. Because I was I was bet against my Twitch chat. Yeah, you do, you do dumb bets. I do dumb bets. So, like, yours I think is not, I, like, a true experience. You're like, I'm going to do, no. do some wild blindfold setting <laughs> on my head... <laughs> thing for money so i did not know going prior in that all of these pokemon are perfectly ev and iv trained this is the first elite four ever that they've done that right i believe in black two white two hard mode uh 
that no one ever tried because you have to beat the game to unlock because you got to beat the game to unlock the hard mode you have to have two cartridges it's very silly um i believe some of those pokemon were eevee and ivy trained but not to this level when we're talking ivy every ivy is perfect yep and the evs are built to make them be built in a way and on top of that they all have held items yep so i did not know this going in i did not know their moves i did not know their pokemon except based on what i've previous play like I've, I've beaten diamond and pearl four or five times i've beaten platinum twice or whatever so i remember I, mostly i played diamond pearl and platinum back in the day i've never gone back to them i have long since forgotten so we have, have we have aaron with dust tox with black sludge beauty fly wise glasses vespaquin citrus berry heracross flame orb and then drapion drapion with scope lens but it's important Important to know why the hair class has a flame orb. Sure, yeah, yeah, it has guts. It has guts, so when it gets burned, the power goes through the roof. Yeah, you just one-shot it, though. That's not the problem. Okay, here's the thing. But here's <laughs> the thing. You would not one-shot that if you had not... If I hadn't ground levels, if I went in where I was with Barry, I would not have one-shot that, because you don't EV train through the game. If you go with the party that you used... You're not ideal. No. And if you went in with just the natures that you got and never checked, you are not ideal. Yeah. This does stack the decks against people. Sure. It, de- it definitely does. I would, uh, obviously, I'm sitting here, I'm a better than average player. I've played competitively. I've made it to Master Rank in Sword and Shield. I've, I've qualified for Players Cup. Like, I would argue that, like, I feel like I kind of know what I'm doing. The game doesn't sort of prep you for this Elite Four in they, any way. They don't. I will say that I went through, my my challenge was I wasn't allowed to be over 60 when I went in. I wasn't allowed to look anything up. I didn't know that they had held items. I didn't know they were Ivy trained. I didn't know they were Ivy trained. I wasn't allowed to use items in battle. I couldn't use Potion. I couldn't use Revive. And we had two bets. One bet was, can I beat Cynthia on the first try? I was able to do that. I didn't look up anything. And then the other bet was, can I beat the other four members without losing a Pokemon? And I was able to do that for three of the four. Oddly enough, I lost one Pokemon to Aaron because of the crits. Yeah. For Drapion. So I think I did pretty well. And Drapion hits like a Mack truck. Right, because it's always critting. Uh, Yeah, it's (laughs) it's like hokey smoke. And I'm curious how people feel about this, because I feel like this is what people are asking for when they say it should be harder. And judging by what little I've seen, people aren't happy that they had to like they couldn't get past Cynthia the first time. Yeah, that Cynthia took seemed, multiple times. It was, and it did seem to be the Garchomp. It seemed to be the yeah. Milotic. That was the problem. Yeah. Well, all of them are not. We'll get to Cynthia, but this was the first taste where I'm like, these these are not anything that has come before. But and I have to sort of now. Put on my competitive, I know this game brain, which I had not had to do for any of the other gym leaders. Yeah. In this, in the sense of Aaron, though, my experience was I, I didn't lead Houndoom because I thought that would be too, quote unquote, easy. And I, I didn't know if he was going to set up or do anything like that. I don't remember what I led, but eventually I switched to Houndoom and it was flamethrower, knockout, flamethrower, knockout, flamethrower, knockout, which has always been my experience in the sense of like, well, if you know type weakness, yeah, why would you not press the button that you know to press, right? 
Like, why would you do anything else instead of in front of Vespa Quinn besides click the flamethrower button? And even if they survive, what are they going to do to you? In the case of Vespa Quinn, maybe if she had Power Gem. Yeah. But a Power Gem Vespa Quinn probably not going to kill Houndoom. And then you just click the button again. Well, I mean, I went in with Infernate. And so it was Flamethrower, great. Flamethrower, Dustox gone. Beautifully gone. Flamethrower, Vespa Quinn, not gone. Aerial Ace. Yeah. Which is super effective. And then I was down. Second shot took care of it. I'm like, okay, I'm good. Heracross came out, and I managed to one-shot Heracross on a crit. Then Drapion came with a crit earthquake. And... And now you don't have an answer for Drapion. Now I don't have an answer for Drapion. Even... But well, it, that's it, not true. I mean, I did have an answer. and it, But it was the... It was just like... Uh, okay, wait. But the other thing you could do is like, okay, you don't have an answer... Use that turn revive, let the Pokemon that's going to die, die. Let it send another Pokemon out, let that one die. Use your Hyper Potion and then send back out Infernape and you're good. Right. I mean, you can, like... Like, this is what I don't get with, like, oh, the game is too hard. Right. What, like, I lost in the all of the Elite Four. I, and I wasn't allowed to use held items. Again, I know that, or I wasn't allowed to use items. I know I, I handicapped myself. But, like, losing one Pokemon to Aaron... Because I was like trying not to lose any, didn't it wasn't hard, right? Like I could have just let that Pokemon die, get the free switch in, yeah. and then just attack, right? Like eventually, like like un unless Drapion is faster than all six of your Pokemon, and unless Cross Poison, Night Slash, Earthquake, and Xs are covers all six of your Pokemon, which probably not. Like, yeah, kind of does. Maybe, yeah, maybe. I mean, if you're using most things from Sinnoh, yeah, you're kind of. <laughs> It kind of covers everything. But, like, like if you walked out of the battle with Aaron lost, losing four Pokemon, and you revived them to head to the next one, is that really hard? Like, he had five, you I had mean, six. Like, ideally, it's pretty fair. It depends on what you sort of think hard is. I think... Like, like here's, a, here's a question I would pose to people listening to the show. If you lose to the Elite Four once... You play through the whole game, 40 hours, you lose to the E4 once, you go back again the second time, and you win. Would you consider the game hard because you lost once? I don't think so. Like, I wouldn't, like... Yeah, I think people would. Because they lost once? Yeah. How many times do you die in, like, Mario or Zelda? Or how many times do you fail, like, a temple in Zelda? And be like, I, I like even if you can't figure out a puzzle right away, I don't know if I would really consider that hard. Like, I guess the question is, like, I mean, what I, are you... I think when people do die in those games, they do think those games are difficult. I think the death is a marker of difficulty. How much do you lose? How much resources do you have to spend... To get through this. I think that is a marker of difficulty. Like when, when I, when Irene played through Sun, Sword and Shield and she lost, she lost to Kabu like three times. And then the fourth time I'm watching her do it. And I'm like, you're not recognizing the pattern. He will always burn you. And then he will do this. And then he will always burn you. And if you're burned, he's going to skip that. And once I pointed out the pattern, she was able to beat Kabu. And she never lost another battle. Like, she lost to Kabu three times. She beat every other gym leader. She beat uh, Raihan on the first time. She beat Leon on the first time. And she would, she would say, like, the game wasn't hard. But yeah, she did struggle with Kabu. Yeah. But, like, I don't, I don't know. I don't personally find, like, one struggle or, like, one puzzle to be like, oh, now this game is suddenly hard. It's just, 
I think there's levels of what people consider hard. Yeah, sure. And I do think, like, up until now, you didn't have to spend anything in any gym. And here, if you didn't go in with healing items, if you didn't go in with stuff, if you just breeze through and we're like, it's been a cakewalk, you are, I think you're in for a rude awakening when you hit this. And I do think, I think I, I, that I, classifies I not, this game as more difficult. I am not saying, that's why I preference, like, I feel like I'm above average player. Like, I, I, I'm very curious what a casual player goes through and, like, how do I get through this? Because, you, I mean, I think you've seen the scene because I've been in your chat when people come in saying, I can't get past Cynthia. Like, I've done this multiple times and I cannot get past this. I think we do know what some more casual people are. I think right. this is a I big think struggle. Part of the problem and why I wanted to spend so much on the grinding part is, like, where are these people supposed to go? Right. It is... Because I, I as a, I can see getting all the way to the Elite Four, having a problem, which is, like, I am, I am not complaining for a second that they, like, this sucks. Like, it's cool that they have max right. IVs. It's yeah. cool that they have items. In, in a lot of cases, I think it proves my point that just because they have max IVs and just because they have items doesn't mean, like, they're suddenly harder. Because, again, I've, I was able to one-shot four of the five Pokemon that Aaron sent out. And that's just, and this is going to be a common thing with the other, like Bertha, lots of one shots because she's weak to water. Um, and grass. <laughs> and which grass. Is my, which is mine, but I was way over leveled. I think for a person who knows what they're doing, me, uh, or even you, mm -hmm. the IV and the held item stuff doesn't matter because we know how to play the game. I, mm, and even if there's like, I, a, think, it, even I if, think it matters less for us. I do think like those things hit. I will say that I knew what I was doing, but I walked in not thinking I needed to focus, right? And then it said, "No, you need to focus. You need sure. to be aware of what's going on." And I need to. Which I maybe to that is actually what people yeah. are asking. I think for. that's what people are asking for. Like, I had to slow. Down. I couldn't just hit a button and watch TV. It's like, okay, no, I need to know what's happening now in this game. What's coming out? And since. You cannot count on any of them having things of their type because Drapion is the first clue. Like, it was a bug type before it evolved. I think. I think Scroopy's bug. And that one's always confusing. But it's like, okay, these aren't... This is going to be a different experience and you do need to engage with this battle of all the battles in the game. And I do think it makes this Elite Four experience more memorable for me. Because I really did have to actively be engaged, especially as I got towards the champion. Because Aaron is supposed to be somewhat of the starter, but not incredibly difficult because it's the first one. See, I always thought the first one was always harder than the, the no. next ones. Because no. I always struggled as a kid with Lorelei compared to Bruno, compared to Agatha. Well, especially in Gen 1, where you're like, oh, Gengar's just weak to Earthquake, or Gengar's just weak to Psychic, so... I, mean, I think it's because, like, I always struggle with Lorelai as a kid. Gen one doesn't teach you ice. <laughs> sure, sure. Like it doesn't teach you anything about ice, and most of them are part ice, and that messes up a lot of things, right? Yeah. Like it's it's. But I think everyone would agree Bruno is easier than Lorelai because Bruno has what yeah. like two onyxes and like three fighting, and you just psychic or right. you surf. Right. Well, of course, in Gen 1, Psychic was so broken. That's true, yeah. Like, we can't really use Gen 1 as a good example because so many things well, in Gen the game Well, Gen 2, broken. don't you worry. They brought back yeah. Bruno. <laughs> Gen 2 is not good either. Um, but I do think that this 
change was good for the game. Yeah, I, I really do think, and I'm I'm curious if the people who wanted more of a challenge are slightly happier, and the people who are more casual are super frustrated. Correct, like, which is always the like, what's the trade off? What's the percentages? And I don't have a good sense of that. I just know that for me, I I after Aaron was like, you 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 had a focus to get through this crew. Uh, you're not over leveled. Because uh, after that comes Bertha. Bertha, who I will admit I completely forgot existed. Yeah, I beat. Oh, so I I played a child's game. Do you remember this? I I went to I went to uh, a used game store, and they had a copy. Oh, yeah, yeah, they had yeah, a yeah. copy yeah, of yeah, Diamond. Yep, yep. And so I bought it and I loaded it up, and it was a, it was like a, it was a kid, right? They right. had like Dialga at fifty seven, which is or, yeah, f- or whatever level 40, 47, 40, 40, yeah, 47. 47. Because that's how what what is it? It's in yeah. Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl. There are forty seven. Weird so. weird number. Um, it had Dialga. It had Infernape. It had like a Knocked Owl. It had a Rose Raid, and then they had like a, a Steelix or like something else. And I bet my Twitch chat. I was like, I bet I could beat Cynthia with this team. Like everything is under fifty. Cynthia in in original Diamond, I think, is sixty five. Yeah, that sounds right. And I was and I was like, I get that I have a legendary. Like, look, they didn't even level it up. I was like, I bet I can beat Cynthia with this team. Like, 80% of Twitch chat was like, no way could you do this. And I did it. I was able to beat Cynthia. I only used the items that he had. Only used the money he had. Used a couple TMs he had to change a couple moves. I beat Cynthia with this team. And my biggest problem wasn't the, like, type weakness or the, like, the team. It was running out of PP. Yeah. That was my problem with this, like, child's team. Which uh, that you that's every team really is yeah. running out of PP. Yep. And so the Bertha fight was always memorable to me because the Quagsire in original uh, Diamond. Let me read what the Quagsire has: Dig, Double Team, Protect, and Sandstorm. And so I'm thinking to myself, I need to save like Surfs. I need to save some of these moves because I need them for Cynthia. I can't. So I threw Pokeballs at Quagsire for 32 minutes. There's a video on this on YouTube. I literally just threw Pokeballs at the Quagsire to make it run out of moves so it would struggle because I was like, I, I, I can't hit it. It just used double team and it's yeah. in the sandstorm and it keeps digging. So I just wait. I, like, I, I beat Bertha by just throwing Pokeballs and waiting for the Quagsire because I one-shot everything else, uh, but I couldn't hit the Quagsire at all. They got rid of that strat. Not yeah. faithful. Not faithful. Not faithful. So in shining, in shining uh, di- pearl and brilliant diamond, we have uh, Quagsire with leftovers. Uh, I'll read its original original move set was dig, double team, protect, sandstorm. It has recover, toxic, earthquake, and surf. Pseudo widow with a citrus golem with a soft sand. Wishcash with a rindo berry. That didn't matter for me. I still one shot it. Yeah, uh, I still one shot <laughs> that with the with the grass move. Uh, and then Hippowdon with the chesto resto berry. And this was easy. This was easy. This was well, this, this was, was this was, was like surf, wood hammer, surf, wood, whatever. My like. Rosa raid was so over leveled that I just giga drained everything. Even with the Rindo Berry, it was like I lessened that attack. So again, way too much for 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 people that are uh, at more of a competitive level. I don't think the IVs and the held items really really mattered here. And then for people who are casual, it probably sucked yeah, for them a lot. This, this was bad for them. I guarantee the Quagsire coming out was not great because depending on what you did, you may have brought your 
your starter fighting type to to beat on these things and Quagsire's like I'm here to wreck your life <laughs> and then if you wreck Quagsire's like guess what there's a witch cat here to also wreck your life and there's not a lot in the game unless you brought another G- one well, of the million Geo well, let's think about what most people had on their team they had a starter they had a Luxray they had a Star Raptor yep um they probably maybe leaned more towards Floatzel than Gastrodon. That seems to be the more popular yeah, pick. Because it's cute. And it's funny because people would come into my Twitch stream and they'd be like, wow, your team is so unique. And I would always make fun of my Twitch chat because, yeah, they all had Luxray on their team. They all had Star Raptor on your team. They give it to you on the first yeah. like 16 I mean, rounds. I had, I had Luxray on my team. I didn't have Star Raptor. But again, my challenge to myself was only to play with Pokemon that were introduced. In Gen 4. And you're very limited. <laughs> so I had Infernape, I had Roserade, I had Mamoswine, I had Bronzong, I had Luxray. And so I had Torterra, I had Magnazone, I had Gastrodon, I had Houndoom, I had Metacham, and I had Crobat. Who's my last one? Bronzong? Luxray? And a lot of these battles, and this, uh, this again, like... The the mechanics here are not new to Platinum. No. In Sun and Moon, in X and Y, in Black and White, every trainer is programmed to do something. But the... the oh, I had uh, Craniados. Oh. Rampardados. Rampardos. Because uh, I never use I never used Rampardos this entire Elite Four. <laughs> there, was never a ch- there was never a good time to bring Rampardos out, ever. The gym leaders and and even some NPCs on the routes of all these old Pokemon games, they do have strategy. The The actual problem is you just one-shot them. And it's the same with the Elite Four. If, like, if the Hippowdon was able to set up, get it down to weak, it uses rest, now the Chesto Berry activates, now it becomes a threat again. It just doesn't happen when you just wood hammer it. Or you surf it. Like... Well, again, so again, it, for, it depends for on a casual player. They're the they yeah. they they might uh, not intentionally, but like, oh, I'm not sure what move to use, or oh, my Pokemon's yeah. not strong enough, or oh, I'm using I don't know Bubble Beam instead of Surf because I, you didn't get those. Like, there's lots of reasons why they might not have an optimal move set, right. and. And I mean, and because the gym you, leaders do use items, there are full restores flying around. I think they're there. allowed to use two full restores. Yeah. Um. And so the the difficulty is you're letting these gym leaders do what they're programmed to do versus the more hardcore people, which is like this is the most optimal move yeah. at the optimal time. I'm not going to let you set up so your IVs and your items don't actually matter because you're dead. Yeah. But again. I had to be engaged, right? Like, I had to be like, okay, at this point, uh, Hippodon did not get one shot for whatever reason. I need to pull out and set up a different way. Yeah. I need to be, I need to deal with this a different way. I don't think this, I don't think Bertha Hat doesn't have anything that doesn't have park ground. I think it's Pseudowood. is pure rock. Pure rock. But it has a lot of the same weaknesses. Yeah. So it's not really. Right, you're so you can still earthquake it. You can yeah. still focus punch it. Yeah, you can it doesn't. Still... It doesn't really break the mold. The mold gets broken hardcore when you decide to go to Flint. Well, if you have the Excadrill, 
then you get the mold breaker. Oh, you yes. break the mold. I had a Rampardos <laughs> who breaks the mold and it still didn't break the mold. Didn't break the mold. So, um, okay. Can I we, can, love Flint. Can we just talk about how Flint is what a 1990s ad agency did to redesign Ronald McDonald? <sighs> Flint is a lot. Flint, Flint <laughs> looks like a clown trying to be hip. It is, it is, it is the McDonald's product placement of these games. And he is forever memorable. Because of his team. Because of his team. And his team is the wildest so thing I have, I, have two, I have two thoughts about his team. Number one, huge shout out to Sinnoh for being the first game where every member of a, an Elite Four party is a different Pokemon. This was my biggest problem with Gen 3 and biggest problem with Aura's remake is they're like, Glacia? Here's like three dugongs or three frostlass or whatever Pokemon she uses a lot. I think she uses like a Celio and a, uh, she's a Celio and a Walrein. She yeah. uses two Glalies, I think, one frostlass, and then I don't know, like a Snowrunt or something. Can't use frostlass. Frostlass is this oh, generation. Not, yeah, yeah, not so two Glalies for sure. The two big snowball things. She uses she has two of those. Does she? But uh, I don't remember. But I think it's it's Drake in Gen three. He has two Flygons and a yeah. Salamance. Like, every Gen 3 person has multiple but Pokemon. Every, but everybody up to that point had multiple Pokemon. Right, because, like, Johto, they, they like, what, Bruno had, like, two Onyxes, and then Lorelai was, like, the only one that had, like, five different... Like, Lance has, like, three Dragonites in one Lance of the games. Lance has, like... <laughs> Lance is just... I don't even know what's going on with Lance. So, like, as a... Like, Gen 1 obviously gets a pass. You know, Agatha, you know, has two Gengars and everything. And then Gen 2, you're like, mm, well, you're using Bruno again, and you're using Lance again, and you didn't really add any more dragons. And then Gen 3, you're like, you know, you, now you have like 300 Pokemon, but why is everyone... Yeah, having- Glacia has Glalie, Celio, Celio, Glalie, Walrein. Oh, gosh, that's even worse than I described. <laughs> and, and technically, Celio, Celio, Walrein is all in the same yeah. family. <laughs> and Drake has Shellgun, Altaria, Flygon, Flygon, Salamance. It's awful. But to be fair... They don't know what they were doing. Sydney, <laughs> Sydney didn't repeat. The first one, the dark one. What do you heal? I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess. Absol Sableye. Wrong. You're already wrong. <laughs> his ace was not... Wasn't his ace Absol? Yeah. Didn't have Sableye. You're wrong. Oh, weird. His, yeah, he has Absol, though. Yeah? Um, he probably has Crobat. Nope. Wrong. Dark type trainer. Yeah, I don't... Well, look, they had a lot of dark types. Well, they, <laughs> yeah, they had a lot of dark <laughs> they types. They didn't give him Houndoom. They didn't give him Honchkrow. They didn't give him well, Umbreon. Well, didn't exist until Gen 4. That's true. They didn't give him Umbreon. So what else are they going to give him? What other dark types existed? Mightyena. Oh, yeah, I guess. Okay. Shiftry. All right, all right, all right. Cacturn. Okay. Sharpedo. Oh! Absol! Hey, not bad. I like Sydney. Phoebe Phoebe got the Sableye. Dusclops, 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 no. Dusnoir. <laughs> Dusclops, Baynet, Sableye, Baynet, Dusclops. Because <laughs> Dusclops didn't exist. This is why I hate the Gen 3 Elite Four. I got mad. I like Sydney, though. He's up on my list. Okay. Look, Gen 3, again, d- I said it before, they were restarting. That's right? true. It was like Gen uh, 4, again, Gen 4 is where they decided to start to break the moat. And the thing is, they didn't really carry this trend past Gen 4. 
Because I can't think of another set until Gen 8 where they didn't have Pokemon of the, that had part of their type. Raihan in Gen 8 doesn't, but I can't think of anybody before then that doesn't have one of everything that falls into that type. Yeah, so so Flint you, is a fire-type gym leader, and he's using two actual fire-type Pokemon. Only two. Which, which in a game that introduced Magmortar... He doesn't use a no. game that reintroduced Rotom Heat. Much like for the player, Magmortar is not available until <laughs> post game. Thus, Flint could not get it. I have mixed feelings, right? Because we just talked about Bertha and Aaron. And if you were Aaron, flamethrower, 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 flamethrower. If you were Bertha, Woodhammer, 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 Woodhammer. And you don't really get that opportunity to do with Flint. No. Um, which is interesting. Yeah. But. It is very startling that they're like fire type gym leader, and then he throws out low punny, and you're like, mm, uh, uh, mm, that's not fire. <laughs> that's, I mean, and then he throws out Steelix, and you're like, huh, uh, okay, okay. And then he throws out Drifloom, and you're like, I kind of get it with yeah. this one. I, you get like, I kind of get it. What's, what? Because, like, you, there's what? fire in the hot air balloon. that there like is, There is no Litwick below, below Drifloon is like, let me light up your air hole. <laughs> let me burn, to say that. Let me burn your show. butt. Let me burn your butt and make you float. Like, okay, there's so, nothing under there. It is just a all ghost. Right, let's try to break out the themology. The theme. The themology. That's <laughs> good English. So, a hot air balloon needs fire, right? Yeah. Steelix is probably made in fire, like iron working. And low punny is like. Is. Purifier. <laughs> yeah. Like on a magazine cover kind of fire. You just yelled at me for a Litwick fire it up dribbling. And you're gonna bring up adult magazines and low punny, you said per? On a magazine. I didn't say the word adult, Craig. I said magazines on a magazine. Magazines are for adults. Magazines are you for adults. You will not see low punny on Kid Bop's cover. Not with that attitude. So when you think about Flint thematically, you're like, maybe it makes sense. Okay, I, this is for those watching the video that doesn't exist. I am a hardcore <laughs> looking at Steve. So in Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl, they changed the move sets. They do um, because they, before pretty much everything had levels are the same. Still. Yeah. So we have Rapidash with Wide Lens. We have Steelix with Life Orb. We have Drifloon with Unburden, which does actually matter here. We have Lopunny with Cute Charm. And uh, or sorry, leftovers. leftovers, and then we have um, Infernape with a Focus Sash. Yeah, wrecked me. So there, there was a strat here that Flint was using, and the strat was set up minimize with Drifloom, and then when the uh, when it's halfway or sorry, seventy percent health, it eats the Citrus Berry, and then it gets a speed boost because of Unburden. I don't expect any casual player no. to know that strat no like Drifloon and eating a berry and having unburden is very competitively focused yep. um and then using minimize and baton passing like maybe if you've done a little bit of smoke on you'd understand that but it's really not ever seen well it's not yeah. seen in double battles no. but it's 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 seen in like in single also, high competitive i watched a different streamer who was doing a hardcore nuzlocke mm-hmm. which uh, is usually like the same as a Nuzlocke, except right. you can't use items. You can't, you use, can't items use items in battle. In battle, and you have pretty strict level caps. Yeah, 
brought the Gyarados to sweep Rapidash. Steelix comes out, thinks, what can this do to me? I'm going to set up a D-dance. And what does Steelix have? It has Thunderfang. It has Thunderfang. And Dunda, so the, Dundafang. And so the ace went down. And that spelled doom for the rest, because everything was hinging I do, well, on what Gyarados. Did it, like, I mean, Steelix also has a rock, like, rock-type moves, which does a lot to Gyarados as well. Like, Gyarados' physical defense ain't great. Yeah, I think it was the idea that it would be able to survive the rock type move. The rock, because it's not two times as weak. It, I mean, it's only it, it's only it's, two times weak, not four, four times, four times. Week, Yeah, and never would have like again, Thunderfang being there is new to this game, mm-hmm. and so just obliterated that and obliterated all hope of being able to continue because it was a Nuzlocke, right? Like you sure. couldn't revive. So I think like Flint, Flint f- was. Like okay, I have no idea what the theme of your team is, but it's also getting it's also difficult. It is also like you are setting minimize up. You are setting. So my my Flint experience was Rapidash can't touch uh, Gastrodon, and his team is very physical. Uh, Celix is physical. Um, surprisingly, if you don't know going in, Drifloon doesn't actually attack. No, there, it does. It, it knows strength sap. Uh, which doesn't matter for Gastron, Minimize, Will-O-Wisp, Baton Pass. Um, Low Punny is a little bit mixed. It does have Mirror Coat. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it has Fire Punch, High Jump Kick, Quick Attack. Infernape's all physical. Steelix is all physical. Rapidash is all physical. And so knowing his team going in, I was like, you're a physical team. How do you touch Gastron? So I just, the it was like a 30-minute battle of Hypnosis, because Wide Lens. Yeah. So, okay, I'm going to wake up and Harden. Hypnosis. Okay, I'm going to wake up and Harden. And then... I panicked when I got to Drifloon because it was just at that point it was only Drifloon and it was only Infernape, and I just switched to Crobat, Crunch, Crunch, and then Aerial Ace, Aerial Ace or whatever. So it was because the Focus Sash will catch you also off. Yeah, the Focus Sash because you can't one shot Infernape, and Infernape is is fast. Like Infernape can be very fast. So yeah, it wasn't it wasn't like, it wasn't too bad. But like if close I close combat it, will do a dumb, a bunch of damage on a Gastrodon. Not on a plus six though. But I mean, but if you didn't set up Oh sure, yeah, if you didn't set up totally, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like totally. if you didn't if you did not use strats to counteract this, again, this is like you need to be aware of what's happening. Right. Like this this Elite Four makes you focus. Because if you swapped your Gastrodon out, you lost all your Right, Harden's- and I did swap my Gastrodon out in front of Drifloon because I didn't know right. what Drifloon had, and I knew Drifloon was a special attacker. So going so if in, I, it would have been easier if I just actually stayed in front of Drifloon because what is it going to do? Minimize and then Baton Pass. It's like it's fine because I still had Aerial Ace. I can't miss Aerial right. Ace, so the Baton Pass doesn't matter, or the Minimize into the Baton Pass doesn't matter. Yeah, but you could have. I mean, you could have depending on it because Infernape would have Minimize and have Thunder Punch. So with the focus dash, it could have taken out your crowbat, been minimized. Yeah, and then what? But, but in close combat, negative one thunder punch isn't going to knock out crowbat. Of if it wasn't because. Oh wait, sorry. Close combat is negative special defense, special right. defense, which doesn't matter because of the focus dash. Right. I feel like it did thunder punch me because I'm pretty sure I used crowbat and I survived the thunder punch. I'm almost positive I did. Yeah, I mean, again. 
RNG rolls with, but like I, I say people who have, do not know these strats, like this Elite Four is, is, is a stressful thing for a lot of people, I think. And that's, I don't want people to think that I'm thinking that's a bad thing. I think that's a very good thing. I'm just curious if more casual players felt like, oh, this is a challenge and I want to complete it, or this is so frustrating, I don't know what to do and I don't want to play these games anymore. Uh, Lucian was a pushover. Holy cow. He was... I had nothing good oh, interesting. to deal with Lucian because I had the best I had was... Uh, a charging Luxray, so I could charge because charge raised the special defense. So it pretty much negated almost everything they could do, but I didn't have a good way of dealing with any of them. I just, like, I had crunch on Luxray, but it's not stab, and yeah. they put up Reflex. So it, it, it took me a long time, and there is a Trick Room strat that... Again, I never saw the strat because I shut him down before he set it up. I got, yeah, I got Trick Roomed, I got... The whole nine yards because I didn't have a good, I didn't think about how I was going to deal with psychic types because I forgot Lucian existed. So I walked in there and I'm like, I have one dark move on my entire team, and my highest level is Rose Raid, who is weak to poison. psychic. Yeah. So we um, have uh, Mr. Mime with light clay. Um, I don't. This is not the first time a player should have experienced screens. Maylene does set up screens um, yeah. on her Meditite if you let her. Uh, we have a, ja- a giraffe rig, uh, which is your first trick room user, um, with a mental herb. Uh, we have a Metacham with a muscle band. We have an Alakazam with a life orb. And then we have a Bronzong with a citrus berry, um, with is your second trick room user. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have, like, the basic strategy here of, like, a Pokemon knowing Nasty Plot, or you've seen this in gym battles before, of, like, a Pokemon knowing Swords Dance, or a Pokemon knowing Dragon Dance, so, um, although Alakazam is, like, a piece of cardboard, like, it just takes non-stab crunch to knock it out, like, it's Alakazam, it's very... But it's very fast. Yeah, super, super fast. And if you are playing in set, you either have to pop something in to eat a psychic or it nasty plots when you swap and then that psychic hits like a Mac truck because Alakazam is incredibly fast. Mm -hmm. Really fast, really strong. Glass cannon. So I was lucky in that I had my Luxray in and had souped my my special defense up. So when they switched, I was able to crunch because I was souped up. But I don't know what I, I had no other options. And I really did not have a good option for Bronzong. I I Bronzonged versus Bronzonged until we wore each other out. Bronzong versus I think I just crunched Bronzong twice, twice or three times. Um, I actually think the Citrus Berry helped because I think I crunched it to red, and he didn't use any of his max revives, and the Citrus Berry brought it to uh, full restores. Full restores, yeah, because I think I crunched him to red. Citrus Berry kicked in. He went to yellow. He opted not to use the full restore, and then I crunched again, which was, like, actually perfect. Yeah. I mean, there's ways around it, but, yeah, I think... Which is another, like, high-end strat of, like, I don't want to use... There was a point in Cynthia where I was like, I cannot use this move because if I do it, it will bring her to red and she'll use a full restore. I need to actually waste a turn. Yeah. And I I literally leech-seeded on something. It was Milotic. I was like, I can't wood hammer here. I need a turn of leech seed to like go off. 
So I'm just going to Leech Seed and throw the turn. And I did. And then it was in range to Woodhammer versus if I would have Woodhammered, she would have been one right. HP. She would have full restored. And now I have a full health mileage. And again. I mean, that's pulling on our knowledge of how these games work. Right. And look, I don't know what. <laughs> again, this whole Elite Four is like, you know how these games work and you know how battles work or your house is getting rocked. <laughs> Because I think I I cannot think of a single battle anywhere that would have taught you Trick Room. No. So suddenly being like, well, what is Trick Room doing? And now why am I going last? Like that is stressful. And by this point, you are running low on PP, which makes starting Cynthia stressful. Because I had just used all my crunches. To get through Lucian, and I'm going into Cynthia, and Spirit Tomb has pressure. 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 Uh, see, I somewhat prepped for this. I, when I picked up Lepa Berries for the first time, I planted them right away, and so I had like ten Lepa Berries going in. I only needed to use like two of them, um, throughout the whole thing. But it's like I need more Scalds. Yeah. Like I, I, I don't know if I can beat Cynthia with. Four scalds left, so let me lep a berry. So I'm at fourteen scalds. Okay, so Cynthia, same level or not same levels? Uh, mm. No, same level. Sorry. Yeah. In in diamond and pearl, spirit tomb sixty one, rose raid sixty, gastrodon sixty, lucario sixty three, milotic sixty three, garchomp sixty six with a citrus berry. In BDSP, spirit tomb sixty one with a citrus berry, rose raid at sixty with a expert belt, gastrodon. Cynthia's amateur hour. No recover on Gastrodon. <laughs> Gastrodon level 60 with leftovers. Lucario level 63 with wise glasses. Milotic level 63 with flame orb. And then Garchomp level 66 with a Yachi berry, which most people probably don't know what it does until they encounter it. Yeah. So the flame orb on Milotic is the problem. The problem. <laughs> Uh, and that people don't see because it's the ability that makes yes. that a problem. Let's read what Marvel Scale does, um, which is while the Pokemon has this ability, any status condition will increase its defense by 50. Which is a lot. Um, now, Milotic is one of three Pokemon that can learn Marvel Scale. The other two Pokemon are Dratini and Dragonair. Um, and Milotic, if we can just look at the stats, which is something the game doesn't ever teach you about. Right. Um, its special defense is 125. Milotic is very bulky. Very uh, bulky. And then its defense is 79. So with a special defense boost of 50%. Well, a defense uh, boost of 50%. Yeah, uh, sorry. A, a defense boost of 50%. Uh, the defense goes from 79 to 129, which makes it slightly higher than its defense. Yeah. Um, I did the math already. Sorry. I did the math before the episode. Uh, which means that Cynthia is specifically designed for Luxray, because yeah. Luxray is a physical attacking electric Pokemon. Yep. Um, so that's why it works perfectly here, because they know that most players will want Luxray on their team. I had one, but I had my backup. I had a Magnezone. I had, I had my backup girl. Um, my favorite. So the thing is, also... When you lead with Luxray like I did because it has the crunch move and you're like, oh, Spirit Tomb's a ghost. Yeah. It's eating all of your thing. It, it's eating through your PP. 
which I don't think a lot of people know, like, what does pressure do? And then you start just seeing that all of your stuff is falling very pressure fast. Pressure actually works here because you're, you, are, you, you are used up to this You point. are used up. And bringing a lot of other things in to deal with it, Spiritum has pretty good coverage. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what I did to make her switch her Spiritum. But she did not want her spirit tomb in front of me. She switched mm. like immediately. I was like, that's cool. I'll deal with you later. <laughs> no, I, I had Luxray out. So I was setting up charges because it slowly made what spirit tomb could do less and less. Mm -hmm. And I knew probably there's a special attacker in there somewhere that I'm going to need to deal with. So if it comes out next, I will be set up. Yeah. And then Gastrodon showed up and I'm like, I'm out. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't, you know, honestly, I did not struggle with Cynthia at all. Uh, I, I mean, this is the part of the game where I was like, it is okay for Pokemon to die because yeah. this is my last battle. Um, and so, like, I lost Houndoom pretty early on. And I was when I lost Houndoom, I was like, this is fine. Like, Houndoom did what it needed to do. It took out whatever. I think it actually took out the Spirit Tomb. Um, and then I think it died to Lucario, which was like fine because it and gave Lucario me... is also tough. Yeah, Lucario's a bit Lucario's tough. Lucario's got a lot of coverage for a lot of things. Um, I beat Lucario by basically putting it to sleep with Bronzong and then extra censoring it down until it was at yellow, knocked out my Bronzong, brought out Infernape, and burned it. Milotic was a problem, but I kept Roserade. Back, I only had three Giga Drains, and I used one on Gastron and two on Milotic, and then I was good. Yeah. But Milotic is a problem for a lot of people. I, Milotic is the problem. Like, when I got to Garchomp, I was like, Garchomp can't touch me. Like, I have Gastrodon. I had, like, two Hardens. I, like, Earthquake me all you want. You're going to do, like, 20%. And, like, the only, way ga uh, the only way that Garchomp can beat me is by Swords Dancing and then, like, getting a crit. Yeah. Um I will say I would have probably been in a pretty hard position. There was one point where Milotic I think tried to ice beam me and it completely missed because of the power of friendship. Yeah, so the power of friendship and like if it hit I would have died, but at that point I already had leech seeds set up on Milotic and I was already getting it in range. That was the word hammer situation where I was like I yeah. can't wood hammer here. I got to like I have to throw if I die, I die, but if I live, we're we're solid. I think the power of friendship saved me once. Where something was down at one and chose to stay at one. I think and again, there's a lot of people it would I, I will think, say this out there that are mad about the friendship stuff. Yeah. Because you don't have a lot of choice in it because it just happens automatically. Unlike the other games where you had to like go camping with them or yeah. um I don't have a problem with it because if that is something you don't want to deal with, just feed them a bunch of the herbs and they'll hate you. Mm -hmm. So you can kind of compensate for it. Yeah, it's a little tedious. But it's tedious. I, I don't, again, I, I like that as a thing that's in these games for people who play these casually because I do think overall it's a positive that you feel like you have bonded with your Pokemon. By spending all this time with them, they are reacting to you. I think that's an overall positive. And also can help make this difficult experience for casual people more memorable because it'd be like I lived on I lived on I lived one. on Rosemary lived on one because 
of friendship and then was able to finish the Milotic that was my problem. Like, this is my Rosalia and Kyogre thing, right? Like, I will always remember that battle because my Rosalia lived on one and then they Giga drained and drained a legendary and, and beat Mount Battle in uh, Gale of Darkness. Yeah, Gale of Darkness. Like, I will always remember that. And I think that feeds into this because this is a tough battle. And again, I knew how things work. So I had taught Mamoswine Avalanche, knowing Mamoswine is going to be slower than Garchomp, but would most likely survive an earthquake. Yeah. And so Avalanche doubles in power if you get hit first. So when Garchomp came out and earthquaked my Mamoswine, I Avalanche, it's 120 base power. Plus stab. Plus stab, and it ate its berry, but that it cannot survive that when it's four times weak to ice. Right. Um, I don't know if it could have survived. It survived a plus one Gastrodon Ice Beam. Yeah. Um, because uh, I think Milotic Scald checked me, and it boosted my whatever. Um, and it brought it down to like 30%, which again is perfect, because otherwise it would have right, potioned. Right, it would have gotten a full restore. But in, the, in her sense, she was like, oh, I'm going to Swords Dance. I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to Ice Beam again. What are you going to do? You can't do anything. Yeah, uh, I mean, Cynthia's tough. I think Cynthia is rem- rem- is a lot of people's champion because her team feels very diverse. Yeah. Her team feels very well put together. I think Leon's team is great, though. Yeah. Like, Leon opening with Aegislash is a strong yeah. open. I think, I think she's a very interesting character that you meet a couple of times. She's also, up until this point, I think she's the first female champion. Yeah. So, like, that's just, like, she's rememberable for a lot of firsts, plus her team is cool, well put together, fits her battle style, which is super aggressive. Like, she's a very solid, memorable champion. Yeah. And I I think people struggled here. I think people are struggling here in this game because it's a well put together plot. Yeah, I think think the Elite Four is the best Elite Four they've ever done. I I love that they're, they're IV trained. I love that they're EV trained. I love that they all have held items. I, as as somebody who is more competitive and understands the game pretty well, it was, like, cool to go in blind. And I only got that, like, huh, this is really f- fun or challenging because I was under level and I went in blind. But here's the thing. I know how to do it now. Yeah. I, can't, I can't unlearn that. Right, 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 right. I know their moves. I know their held items. I can't, like, yes, there's, like, a, a second... There's like a second challenge where they have one extra Pokemon. They give Flint Magmortar finally and stuff. It's post game. It's post game, sure. But like, if I was to restart Diamond and Pearl, I can't have this experience again. Right. I know that the Garchomp has a Yachi Berry. I know that the the Rapidash has wide lens. Like, yeah. And well, the- I mean, we know that, right? Like a casual person probably does not know these mechanics very well. Right. I'm just saying, like. It only gets easier for a right. player the second time right, they right, do right. it. It does. Or the second game, right? Like, if this is your first Pokemon game, and now you're experiencing all these mechanics, and they don't do this again in the future, you're going to be like, this is too easy. Yeah. Because you have learned so yeah. much. Yep. Um, I, This Elite Four is great. Hands down. It's full of surprises. All... Unlike a lot of Elite Fours, again, since they put so much personality into the trainers in this game, like, they talk to you, and they do things, and they exist during the battle, they're a very 
memorable set of people. And I don't think we had that 15 years ago. Yeah, I agree. I think like this game is a slog there like yeah. they the fact that they picked and chose which what what stuff they wanted to be faithful yeah. and what stuff they didn't is incredibly frustrating yeah. but whoever was the person that designed the elite four and like i think they did a good job they keeping did a great job faithful but also like yeah we're going to make this and i think that's i think i think that that is what i that that is what like to me, Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire was missing in the in some parts. Is like, why didn't you take more risks here? Yeah, and I can say that for the beginning half, the beginning like ninety yeah, percent yeah. of this game. Like, why does Diamond and Pearl play things so safely? And then at the Elite Four, they were like, let's do it. Yeah, give them all perfect IVs, give them all held items, yeah. give change their move sets. And it's like, why didn't the uh, why didn't Omega Ruby do this? Why did you just give her four wall reigns? Why <laughs> just do something else? It's like, I wish I could they, take the, are, the good parts of yeah. this game and the good parts of Omega, and you're so close to, like, yeah. a perfect remake. Yeah. I mean, I still put Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire as a better remake than this. I, I think it is, too, yeah. Um, but for as frustrating as parts of this game can be, it is saved by the parts that shine, right? Like, there are aspects of this game that are just really good and it overall saves the game and i don't know if this, i i can't say that i want more from my remakes like i want them to be better but i i definitely had fun i definitely enjoyed the amount of time i put in this game i'm now in post game which is pretty much pure collection because there's not much else to do yeah oh, and remembered who the kid's name was because you have to go visit him Buck, who's all Buck, obsessed with Heatran. With, I think is Flint's brother. Is I his think, brother? I thought it was his cousin. I think it's his younger brother. Could be his brother. I don't know what they're... Why are you going to Flint's page? Go to Buck's page. The Buck, younger brother, yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, that's who I couldn't remember. But it's Buck. Buck, yeah. Postgame is postgame. Like, I don't think it's that... I don't think there's anything interesting to I don't... really do more about. It's a lot of collecting, and it's a lot of underground. The thing that, like, it's such a minor thing, but when Sword and Shield, when you beat Leon, and then the wild area added all the weather stuff, because f- you didn't get fog in the wild area until you beat Leon. Um, Somehow Leon was holding back the weather. And then you got more watts from all the dens, and then all the Pokemon maxed to, like, 60 or whatever. I was hoping there would be something for the the underground there, and there wasn't. It was just the same. Well, I mean, more things appear for digging because they, they get extra fossils. Yeah, show up more more national Dex Pokemon show up if you've completed. I think I need more time in the wild area, but so far my, geez, probably eight to ten hours in the wild in the underground. Sorry, underground. It's just so grindy, and not in I mean, like so is the wild area. Yeah, but I think I think the nice part about the wild area is I wasn't getting stuck to walls every forty five seconds. The like, the 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 this non buggy game is full of bugs. It it there are there are frustrating movement things. Like it is just 
<laughs> it is a very buggy game, and that is super unfortunate. The one thing that always sticks out to me is people complaining about Sword and Shield and how they're like, all the routes are hallways. And then now we're actually playing in the underground, which is literally, literally and figuratively hallways. hallways. And people are like, yeah, this is great. But they're branching hallways. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know, and so, they, and they sometimes a there's a diglet. It's that shines. That, that, I think that is like, you take the, I think that's a good way to end the series. You take a statement <laughs> like, man, Sword and Shield is all hallways. I like Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl more. Because I get to spend the end of the game in a, in a hallway. hallway is a real great way to end the series. <laughs> All right, we're done. We've been talking for way too long, anyways. Yeah, there will probably be a, a bonus episode. Irene does really do want. She does really want to try, like try to get through this game. Um, so we'll probably have like a Patreon exclusive bonus episode with her thoughts. Um, sorry that she didn't get through it. We just moved. She's out of it's town. Tough. It was it, a holiday, and the game ain't easy. It, it is. I feel like if Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee is an intro game to Pokemon fans, I do not feel like Diamond and Pearl is a great intro game to Pokemon fans. No. Um, it's just so archaic in some of the things it's asking you to do. Anyways, uh, if you want to follow Greg on Twitter, it is at White Wing. Myself on Twitter at Dragging a Lake. Irene on Twitter at Devin Carrots. Uh, I hope you really enjoyed the series. Greg and I love to hear feedback yeah. on Twitter or in the Slack or in the Discord. Um, I know people come into the Twitch and they're like, oh my gosh, I just, I I binged all the episodes. And I really liked them. So that feedback is always welcomed. Yep. Um, but thank you for listening. And sincerely, Sinnoh. For the last time. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Sincerely Sinnoh. If you would like to support the show and what we do here, you can head over to patreon.com slash p-k-m-n-c-a-s-t to support the show. For just $5 a month, you will get access to bonus podcasts and ad-free podcasts. If you are interested, you also get to join our Slack community where you can battle, trade, talk about a bunch of stuff with a bunch of other Pokemon trainers who also listen to the show. You can head over to isc.cash or patreon.com slash p-k-m-n-c-a-s-t if you would like to support. Now is the perfect time to support because uh, Nick and I are putting out another release of our break music. That's the fun um, music that Nick does when he remixes me, Greg, Will, anyone else on the show. Uh, That's where the mega hound doom comes from and all that other stuff. So if you would like to get the next album and support the show, we're running that special offer until the end of the month. So you can just head over to our Patreon, sign up. If you're already a patron, you will get that album come December when it will be released. But it is limited time. You have until now, until the end of the month to sign up to get that bonus album completely for free or uh, supporting the show. So patreon.com slash PKMNCST. And I really hope you enjoyed. Sincerely, Sinnoh.